Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back in 610 Sports Radio. Buckle up. Here it comes. Yeah. You want to know what life without sports is like? Tune in from one to three. (laughs) You're about to find out. So, I'm a Bond fanatic. I know there's a lot of you out there that are James Bond fanatics. I was quite disappointed, like Steven Serta was. When they decided to push back James Bond, uh, the release date due to the coronavirus. Um, and Daniel Craig, what we think or what we might know is his pop- possibly his, his last James Bond film um, with the Broccoli family. And um, it's just interesting, right? It's uh, everything is changing. But one thing that was very interesting is that if I, I just happened to go to Netflix, right, and notice that every Pierce Brosnan Bond is available. You can watch GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day, I believe are the four Bond films that Pierce Brosnan did. They are ranked by me in those orders. Um Die Another Day was Halle Berry's Bond Girl experience. But we're not here to rank Bond movies because I think everybody has a better Bond or maybe they like James Bond a little bit better than than others do. But I want to rank my Bonds and order as I see. I think we can all agree that nobody touches Sir Sean Connery. Oh, you you got like a spy music? I I typed in spy music. This is what popped up. I wish we could use the uh, the original score. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Nobody touches Sean Connery. I think that's a fair assumption to make. Sean Connery is the GOAT. He's the best. Nobody will ever be better than Sean Connery when it comes to James Bond. He was the first to do it. He was the best to do it. 
He had a tornado look of chest hair. It was very thick on the pec region, and then it would narrow down all the way down to his belly button. Number two, Daniel Craig, hairless James Bond. You've seen him come out of the water with the tight shorts. His hair, like his, his hair qualities, is that your number one factor for determining a good James Bond? Because you started there with both. No, it's just talent. Okay. So Sean Connery, best James Bond. Daniel Craig, second James Bond. Third best James Bond, George Lazenby. People say, this is where people get pissed. Dusty, he only did one James Bond. It was on Her Majesty's Secret Services. He did one James Bond. I'm going to tell you why I like George Lazenby. Here's why. He was so wrapped up, and this is true. You can look this up. He was so wrapped up in the role of James Bond. Lazenby was a model. Lazenby had never really done a whole lot of movies. He was just kind of like a freelancer. He had a bunch of like self-portraits of himself. I'm sure you've seen the movie Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, what's his face, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, Galifianakis. And he has all those headshots yeah. of like, that's what Lazenby had. And when Lazenby uh, applied for the job to be James Bond, he went into the office, gave them a headshot of what he had, and then told him that he had three or four other auditions lined up throughout the week and that he was, in fact, on a time schedule. The producers of James Bond were like, okay, crap, we got to work fast. Maybe this guy is cheeky enough to do this role. This is the role we want to do. And the movie that he did goes almost verbatim, word for word, from book to script, book to script. It's almost identical. In fact, it's pretty damn good identical because at the end of the movie, uh, Blofeld, who we'll get into a little bit, and his henchwoman, uh, kill James Bond's wife. It is, in fact, the only time that James Bond has ever been married. Um, and the exact line at the very end of the movie is the exact line at the end of the book. Very, very good movie. Lazenby's my third best Bond because he played it so well. He owned it. In fact, he was fired after he got the role and did the movie because, Nick, everywhere he would go, he would tell people that he was James Bond and that he didn't have to pay for drinks. In fact, he ordered his drinks shaken, not stirred, and just would walk away. And they'd say, excuse me, sir, you need to pay for your drink. No, I don't. I'm James Bond. No, you're not. You're George Lazenby. Well, whatever you want to call me, I'm not paying for my drink because I'm that damn good. Never did James Bond again. Went straight to his head. He owned it. He became the role. No, he just is James Bond. Now. Right. Number four, Pierce Brosnan. Why? Some nostalgia. Uh... It's when I really started watching Bond films. Like, my dad had me read the books, so I never really had a face for Bond as mm. I was a little kid reading the books. Not terrible books to read. Um, now, when you read Gold... You like the movies better, though. Yeah. Uh, nah. Eh, kind of. But, like, when you're reading Goldfinger as a nine-year-old kid and you see that the girl's name in it is Pussy Galore, mm -hmm. it's a little interesting to read that, but you get it. And Goldeneye, I think, came out in 95... I want to say it came out in 95, 96. And that was the first time, like I was seven years old when that came out. And that's the first interpretation I had as a James Bond. Not only that, the best damn video game came out, right? That. Yeah. So that connected a lot of me to Pierce Brosnan. And by the way, in GoldenEye, uh, Ned Stark is not a good guy. Ooh. Go watch it on Netflix. I will. Um, Got a lot of time Sean Bean, yeah, he, uh, he's not a good guy. He's a, he's a backstabber. And... Number five would be Roger Moore. Now, this is where I'm going to piss a lot of people off because people are like, Dusty, Roger Moore is one of the best Bonds of all time. I disagree. If you watch Roger Moore's movies, 
he is a corny, cartoonish type of James Bond. He doesn't really have that role of like, here's this guy. Here's this guy that's not going to put up with any crap. Now, he did have a good movie. It was his first one. It was Live and Let Die. Great soundtrack. I believe Paul McCartney was the lead singer on that, uh, that rendition. But Roger Moore is not, to me, one of my best Bonds. I know a lot of people that are addicted to the Roger Moore movies, but he did movies like this. Octopussy, Moonraker, um, The Spy Who Loved Me. Most of Roger Moore's movies got made fun of by Michael Myers when he did Austin Powers. Mm -hmm. Now, the outfit that Austin Powers wears is a direct shot at the outfit that the version of George Lazenby's James Bond that he wears. And last but not least is Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton might be the worst James Bond ever. I believe he did two, maybe three films. The Living Daylights. Um, he did another one. I can't think of it at the top of my head. He's just that terrible. I've only seen his movies once all the way through. Never tried to watch him again. But you can't have a good James Bond without a good James Bond villain. Now, the best villain of all time for James Bond has got to be Blofeld. Now, Blofeld, for you, Nick, you think to yourself, who the hell is that? I've never seen any Bond films. Okay, I just uh, I just Googled them. And it's Dr. Evil. It's Dr. Evil. There yeah, you go. Exactly. So that's what a lot of people compare it to. Now, Blofeld is a guy that just continuously comes through all different James Bond movies. Why he's a great villain? Or a great villain? Can't kill him. Can't get rid of him. Always comes back. Torments James Bond. Villain number two that I can't stand, that I think is the second best villain, Arik Goldfinger. The guy was addicted to gold. Which then makes you realize... Gold member, mm-hmm. the parody, right? I'm putting it. I'm putting this all together in real time. The reason why Goldfinger's so great is because he was his own worst enemy. So he was a cheater, addicted to money, gambler, just couldn't let things go, right? And he does have one of the best quotes when it comes to James Bond because James Bond is lying on a table with a laser that is getting ready to split him in half, cut him down the middle. Of course, the laser is made out of gold, and James Bond, who had been eavesdropping, doing his best spy work, says, well, what about Operation Grand Slam, Arik Goldfinger? He says, that could just be a name that you know about, James Bond. Well, do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die, is what he says, which is one of the most famous Bond quotes. You can't be a great villain without a great quote. Boom, Arik Goldfinger. Number three, Jaws, who's basically like a henchman that my buddy Brandon brought up earlier. He's kind of like the odd job. But Jaws is the guy that if you've seen uh, Happy Gilmore, he's the one that's like, I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's <laughs> yeah. jacket, yeah. right? He was just a giant human being that was made from different parts that had like a metal mouth, which is why they called him Jaws. But again, that's the Roger Moore era of Bonds. Very cheesy, very corny. People loved it. I didn't. Number four, Lashif. I know you know who Lashif is, right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy that bleeds from his eye when he has a tail in poker in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Very good villain. I liked him. I liked the scene where Daniel Craig was sitting in a chair with no bottom, and he's butt naked, and he's got that rope that he's whipping his, uh, his beanbag with, mm-hmm. and he tells the line of, I have an itch on the right side, if you could possibly get it for me. Lashif was a great Bond villain. Uh, Mr. Big, I'll give Roger Moore credit. Live and Let Die was actually a good movie. It was, to me, his only good movie because all the other ones were just terrible. I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me. That's on you. But Mr. Big was a good villain. And last but not least, Rosa Klepp. Rosa Klepp was one of the best. She was the one who shot James Bond's wife. She was the one who had a knife in her boot that the tip of it was tipped in poison. So she'd stab you in the shin. You're dead. Rosa Klepp was a terrible villain. She was bad. She knew it. And she was good. And that's what makes villains good and bad. 
So again, Bonds, one to six, Connery, Craig, Lazenby, Brosnan, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. Villains ranked one to six, Blofeld, Goldfinger, Jaws, Lashif, Mr. Big, Rosa Klebb. Those are my Bonds. Somebody says Sean Bean dies and twice in GoldenEye. Well, spoiler alert, he definitely dies once. He definitely almost dies once. Somebody says, I love James Bond. Want to order the first James Bond movies? John, JD, the DJ. Jaws all the way, bro. Here's why Roger Moore's movies suck. You want to know how Jaws dies? He gets stuck to like a metal, like a, like a magnet by his teeth and then gets released. Ah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not that's good. That's cheesy. It is. Those are the best Bond films. Don't worry, we're not done. Because America's Favorite Pastimes Baseball, a movie I know Nick Price has seen a hundred times, The Sandlot, we have to break that down next because there's a lot of parts about it. I'm just really confused. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Oh, we just dove into James Bond. No one disagrees with me about Roger Moore. It's interesting. Looks quite the terrible day outside, just to just to be an observant. Mm-hmm. It just looks terrible. Like, I remember watching the news on Monday. I've been watching the news quite a bit uh, recently. I normally try to all the time. Um... But uh, I, I think it's funny when, like, weathermen on, like, a Monday's forecast is like, we've got a big possibility of snow this weekend. We'll have more as it develops come Friday. And then you get to Friday, and they're like, well, remember we were talking about snow? Yeah, it's just going to be rain. Yeah, because that's what happens when weather shifts. So, like, not only are we in the middle of a pandemic, we're in the middle of people trying to threaten snow. Oh, and by the way, yesterday was Friday the 13th. I mean, did, did, we, did we really need all that? Just seems a little much. So we were thinking about all week, Nick and I, about what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about when we can't talk about sports? And I thought of this last night as I was looking at my calendar And so for Christmas this year, every year my parents get me a themed calendar. Um, They get me a calendar that's either like space or, um, you know, like models. And this year they got me one that was Sandlot. And every month is a different character. It has the position they play on the field. And it has uh, like a little saying that they have. Like, I think right now my the month is squints. And it just says my clothes are going out of style. And I thought it was interesting because there's a lot of a lot about the Sandlot that, that, that brings up questions. And my first question is, like, who bought these kids a pint bag of Big Chief Chew? Now I know Vertrum brings it to uh brings it to the what is it whatever it is like the the Santa Caligon days for those of you that go in independence or um oh, okay I didn't know we could play uh, uh green onions 
Whatever. It's a good song. Yeah. So it made me think. Somebody's parents had to bring the chew. Somebody had to because they weren't buying it. They were 12. What? Maybe, 11? Maybe 12. You never really get the age, which we'll get into that either. Somebody brought that chewing tobacco that caused those kids to throw up everything they ate that entire night all over everybody. Somebody bought that chew. Not one of those kids had a fake ID. They didn't exist then. I know that things were a little bit looser back in this time too, but you're still not selling 10-year-olds chew, right? Like That's not happening. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I know they didn't have like Skull or I mean, I'm sure they might have had like, Copenhagen. Like Grizzly. And yeah, I just, you know, I don't know if there's anybody out there like whose parent might have done it. Like maybe it was Bertram's parents because mm-hmm. we know later on we'll get to that uh, where they all end up. My second question with the movie The Sandlot is how impressed are you? Because I'm extremely impressed that Hamilton the Bay Porter was able to sandwich two to three hot dogs in his hands, make the hot dogs and their cul-de-sac party on the night of the 4th of July in pitch black where there was only fireworks for light. I mean... And a few tiki torches. He's definitely gotten it down at this point. He's had a few hot dogs in his time, you know? Yeah. And so I but think it's more, it's more muscle memory at that point, right? But it's that situation. Like, he's able to put, like, relish, mustard, onions. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's talking, a pro. He's a while, pro. While talking, not looking at what he's doing, at a random person's cul-de-sac hut that's got hot dogs, and yet still keep up with the guys to meet at the sandlot in the dark with all of his catcher's gear... Like, it's easy to be a right fielder in baseball at a sandlot. All you've got is your glove, maybe a bat, but I think they only have one bat. I think Benny carries it all the time because, of course, he's the one that carries the stick, Yeah. right? And catcher's mask, catcher's glove, bigger than everybody else's, also is his gear that he's got, and he's able to put hot dogs in his hand while keeping his arms pinched to his body, and he's able to decorate and coat each one of his hot dogs not looking down at it, looking up, and he does have time to lick his fingers all in the same time period, as well as he's able to keep up with the rest of the kids and meet him at the sandlot immediately. My other question is, how old is Benny the Jet Rodriguez? I think he's at least 19. Has to be. He's 18. That's all I have to say about that. The kid is older than everybody else on the field. And it's, like, not even close either. Like, not only is he taller than everybody Timmy else, but, Timmy and Tommy like, look like they're seven. Right. Like, he's, he's like, he's past puberty almost at this point. Like, he's he's gotten through it. The first three movies he's past. The first, I'm sorry. the He's way past puberty. I don't understand it. I would say Benny the Jet Rodriguez is 18 years old. He's the best kid on their team. He's the oldest kid on their team. And when they play the rich punks from across the city, he's way older than all those kids. Mm-hmm. Even the kids kind of like, yeah, the Jets, the only guy on your team worth a darn. My second question about Benny the Jet Rodriguez, how rich was Benny? Here's why. I asked this question. He had an authentic Dodgers jersey. Now, I know that inflation changes throughout the years. But I would assume that jersey was pretty expensive. Not only that, he had really nice jeans. 
Not only that, he was taken care of very nicely. He didn't look rough. The other kids were playing in, like, wool socks, beating down sneakers. Smalls' family looked very rich. Not richer than Benny's family. Benny had a new era-type cap on. Fresh flat bill. Fitted cap. Only the pros wore it. And oh, by the way, at the very end of the movie, Benny the Jet Rodriguez was able to go to his local Payless and buy a brand new pair of PF Flyers. Mm -hmm. They were the best shoes. He describes them as if there was nothing that touched PF Flyers. They were the Jordans of today. And Benny the Jet Rodriguez had the audacity to make all of those other poor kids that played in the Sandlot pick up bottle caps, bottles, glass, aluminum, whatever they could find to go buy a baseball. Why couldn't he be a man who was 18, so technically he was a man, right? who was also very wealthy, go to the local bottle store and just buy a couple of baseballs? Here's what fixes this whole solution. Doesn't have a creepy dream where Babe Ruth comes and talks to him and says legends last forever, but heroes never die. It's all in your heart, kid. It can never go wrong. Not only that, Babe Ruth steals his Hank Aaron card. Deserves that. By the way, do you remember seeing what Benny the Jet's room looked like? Mm-hmm. Looked like a rich kid's room. Oh, yeah. Looked like when you went nope. to a rich kid's house, you went, oh, my God, you have porcelain bobbleheads? No, Benny definitely lived across town in the really yes. rich district of town. He I'm gave- sure he had, I, I, I can't remember it right off the top of my head, but I'm sure he had some really fancy 10-speed bike that he was bringing on over. He didn't have a bike. He walked. But he also He probably gave- actually probably drove since he's an adult. Correct. He also gave Smalls an extra hat and an extra baseball glove. This is the 50s. We're coming off the Great Depression where people kept everything. And Benny's got enough money to give away a glove and a hat and have the audacity to tell Smalls the only hat he owns that he he got from his dad that he doesn't even know to put it in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what rich kids say. Yeah. Rich kids say, hey, "Hey, this is trash. You got another hat? Your hat you got on now is trash. Burn it. Well, I don't really have any other hats. Oh, and by the way, can you wear some jeans and a t-shirt? Yeah, I guess I can go to you know the store and spend half my mom's salary on it. Sorry, Benny. I can't just go buy a damn Dodgers jersey. Jesus. We would have never had Smalls going into, uh, oh, God, Dennis Leary's room and stealing his Babe Ruth baseball so that the Beast could eat it. Never would have had that situation. Benny the Jet Rodriguez, I'm starting to think, might be the villain of this film. He might be, not indirectly. Dar- not Darth Vader that lives next door. No, Mr. Myrtle, he was a great no, guy. great guy. Yeah. Black well, guy. Really, really pleasant folks. Black guy that played in baseball when it was very white dominant. Yeah. It was very, very good. Yeah. Knew everybody's names. Was able to give a baseball to Smalls. It was signed by the, what, 57 Yankees? 56 yeah, Yankees? something like that. Something crazy. Not Benny the Jet. Took a blind man to give away a baseball, but a rich man couldn't give it to him. Started mm. to realize Benny the Jet, not a good guy. Makes you think. Yeah, the only reason you got into a pickle is because a rich guy didn't want to go buy you a baseball. I really do feel like it was his fault. And the other thing about the best part about the movie The Sandlot, to me, the best part about the movie The Sandlot is the very end, when you figure out where everybody ends up. Mm-hmm. Uh, squints, Wendy Peppercorn, they get married. I think he says they have like seven or nine kids. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You can totally see that. When it comes to Bertram, you start to wonder why he was able to find somebody to buy the chew, the red man, or the big chief. The best. Because it says Bertram got lost in the 70s and nobody really ever saw him again. Which, I mean, totally makes sense. Which lets you know 
that Bertram then found out that somebody could buy him pot or buy him cocaine, and he got really lost that at Woodstock. That choose a gateway. Choose a gateway drug is basically <laughs> what they're saying you there. God bless his heart because he got lost in the 70s and lost connection. The pitcher came up with the Terminator, became successful with it. Hamilton Porter became Joey Chestnut. And Smalls continue to make less money than Benny the Jet Rodriguez as a play-by-play announcer while Benny the Jet became a rich Major League Baseball player. Mm-hmm. The rich get richer. I find it interesting. The Sandlot. A lot of interesting topics. I mean, I know you look at it as a baseball movie where a bunch of kids that play in a sandlot beat up on a bunch of rich kids. I think Benny wanted to play for the rich kids. I think he just wanted to be the best kid on the team, so he took his rich ass to Santa Monica, and he took his rich ass to the other side to, oh, I don't know where they probably played, maybe uh, oh Inglewood, somewhere down there in California, and decided to play off like he was poor because he didn't have a matching uniform, but you could blind me with the authentic L.A. jersey, two hats, two gloves, nice jeans, able to buy P.F. flyers. I don't know, man. Something's fishy. Today might be pie day. I'll tell you what. My favorite pie is probably French silk pie. A lot of these lame ducks are like, ooh, apple pie. Coconut cream, lemon meringue, French silk pie is the number one for me. What's your favorite pie? I'm honestly not a big pie guy, but you explain to me what French silk pie Mm. is, and ooh. We should get one. We should should bring one in for the next show. I'll tell you what, Jack. You get a French silk pie, you split it in half, you eat it about 20 after 4 p.m., you crush it. Oh, yeah. Coming up, it might be pie day, but we got to discuss fries today. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Crazy Ray, floor's yours. Who's who's Benny's parents and what are the best fries? Uh, I think Benjamin and Jack Rodriguez is related to Alex Rodriguez. That's the rich kid in the small. And the best fries has got to be Jack in the Box Four. He's probably, I said he's only rude. I work there and I, I clean the place. I clean the table. Kelvin walked up to me today and gave me a toy dog meal as a tip. Nice. Jack in the Box and his parents are Alex Rodriguez's parents. That would make Alex Rodriguez... What, like 65? Something like that. Crazy Ray joins phone lines. 913-576-7610. If you have a take on Sandlot or James Bond or the best French fries, I don't know what they are. I have an idea. Today is Pi Day, right? Today's 314, right? Mm, 314. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those numbers that come after it. Um, so you kind of get into this like mixed bag, right? Like I think that my top three favorite pies, uh, appropriate ones, I think would probably be French silk pie, key lime pie. And this is the curveball. Does this count? Shepherd's pie. Cause it's not dessert. It's just a meat potato pie. Do you know what shepherd's pie is? Yeah. Yeah. What about like a chicken pot pie? Does that count? It, that's what I'm saying. Is that a pie? I mean, because that, they're delicious. They are. They just take 75 minutes in the oven to heat up. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. I don't know why. Either. They're these little tiny pies. I don't, I forget, are they, are they from Mrs. Dash? Is that where they're from? I forget what they are. They're in the frozen food aisle and they literally, if you get it, it says it takes 45 minutes to an hour to cook, but wait, there's more. 
You literally have to wait 15 minutes to let it cool down. It's not safe to just dive right into a chicken pot pie. No, you'll burn the piss out of your it's mouth. It's been I brewing tell you in that there much. for a while. It's interesting. But I did think it was interesting to think to have this discussion of where the best French fries are when it comes to either fast food or like, I can't really say fine dining. Because you could say that like Red Robin has really good fries. Um, if you like steak fries. But this is where you and I have the discussion. Right. It's pie day, but it's Friday. Yesterday. I Do we put McDonald's at the top? I think so. I think so, right? McDonald's is the number one. Like, is it un- is it untouchable? Like, is there anything that can touch McDonald's fries? Okay, 69306? Okay. So I got to I gotta ask you a question here because we're talking about, like, quicker dining. Are we just talking, like, fast food? Like, you have to have a drive-thru? Or, like, because I think that Joe's KC probably has the best fries I've ever had. Wait, Freddy's has jalapeno Freddy sauce? Mm-hmm. What? It's a game changer, man. Really? It's like Freddy's sauce, but spicy. So, <laughs> I always call it Friday uh, Friday Night Freddy's is when I go there. Um, and I always get their chili cheese fries. Mm-hmm. That's the game changer. Oh, yeah. Because they give them to you like in like a, uh, like a, what is it, like a rectangular box yeah. that weighs probably seven pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you crush your burger and I always use their fry sauce on my burger. Like oh, yeah. I get sassy with oh, it, right? Yeah. So I'll dip my burger, like the ends that are kind of burnt. Freddy's fries are in discussion. No, Freddy's fries are really good. I think that probably for me, like those really thin cut fries, what, what are they called? Shoestring. Shoestring? Correct. Shoestrings are really good. Somebody says, does pizza count as a fry? Or as a pie? Or a pie. See, yeah. I think we're... That's a pizza yeah. pie. Okay. <laughs> um... So we've got McDonald's is at the top. I think Arby's are underrated. Arby's, yeah. I don't really no, go for the sandwiches. I go for the fries. Have you tried the uh, Taco Bell nacho fries? Yes. They're I, not, like, I feel like they're kind of a hybrid fly, fry, right. but, like, they're pretty damn good. Sorry, I don't know your name. What are your best fries? Go ahead. Red Robin, by far, are the best fries. Red Robin fries are the best fries. They are the best fries, and it was the 27 Yankees. 27 Yankees. And, and the 50s weren't even close to the Depression. Weren't they? Like, Well, I mean, kind of was. Like, they were coming off of it. Not even close. And guess what? In 1970, oh, yeah? I bought my mom's cigarettes without even an ID, and I was like 15. So you think a 12-year-old went into a gas station and just bought a big bag of Big Man Chew? In, in those days, yes. Oh, it could have happened. That must be the problem with today's world. Uh, Arby's fries are only from the frozen, are always in the frozen fruit aisle. I believe that. Arby's fries, I think, get slept on. What about uh, what about Five Guys? Five Guys got some good fries, and they also they just give you like as many as they can fit in the bag. Yeah, too. I made the mistake of uh, don't order the large. Is yeah, that what you did. Yeah, you I w- get you get the smaller, the tiny fry or whatever they call it. It's no, not small. It's not tiny. So the so the thing that I made the mistake of um, with getting five guys fries that a buddy and I both went in there and we both got fries and mm-hmm. we didn't need to both get fries. No way. They got good Cajun fries there too. Their Cajun fries are good. At five guys? Yeah. So if the Sandlot happened in the 1950s and the Great Depression happened during the 1930s, it's not considered close? From the text line, Freddy's has a patty melt that's pretty good. But are there fries in the top five? I would say that French fries in the top five would probably be McDonald's, Arby's, Culver's, Chick-fil-A, Freddy's. Those are my top five French fries. McDonald's, Arby's, 
Culver's, Chick-fil-A, Freddy's. Man, Joe KC's fries are really good too. This is just a broad topic, Nick Price. You go from one side to the other. You go fast food. You go casual dining. I go local for best fries. Joe's KC's or Austin's Bar and Grill are excellent. See, like Joe's KC, like you don't, you don't even need sauce. Like I don't, no. I don't even disrespect those fries with sauce. Jeff Olathe, best fries. Uh, the best fries by far are a new place in Olathe that had its start in in North Kansas City. They're sweet and hot at the same time. They're just unbelievable. Uh, I think the lo- the newest location. 151st and 69 alternate in in Overland Park. Okay, what was the place again? You kind of cut out when you said the name. It's Tay's Burger Shack. Okay. Uh, there's one up north, uh, North Kansas City, and he uh, Kent Harrison just opened one up on in Overland Park uh, last week, and they're just unbelievable. So, you got to try those fries. So give me a meal that I should eat there. Got to get the home run. It's four patties and four pieces of cheese and a side of fries. Good hell. Am I going to be okay for the next three days? Uh, you might be a little bloated, but uh, it's the best way to go. You enjoy top. Far. You enjoy topics like this when the sports world's been held down. Oh my gosh, yes. That's that's the only thing I have to live for. Food. If we don't have my sports, that's right. Well, I was kind of hoping you'd say the on-air topics, but that was. Hey, Jeff, I appreciate, it, man. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Uh, we got Big Tez, KC. Where's the fries at? Hey, the best fries right now. You get, get them high. Best gym that's been in the town forever is the Gate Steak Fries. Ooh, you ain't lying. You don't use ketchup. You get the sweet and mild sauce, okay. and you dip them in the sweet and mild sauce. Oof. It is fire and desire. Fire there you and go, desire. Fellas. Hey, Ted, yes. I got a question yes. for you. Uh-huh? You like topics like this during the uh, the shutdown of the sports world? Hey, hey, man, it's something to pass the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's something different. You know, it's like, a, you know, it's just bringing all the fellas, you know, sitting together, you know, with sports and food. I mean, it all ties in. I appreciate it, Big yeah, Tess. Hey, yeah, be safe, be easy, brother. All right, you too. Thanks. Take care. Okay, some of the ones that we haven't mentioned that yeah. we need to get to, uh, Chick-fil-A waffle fries. I said I mean, it. Oh, you did say it? it? Okay. Well, you were I, I the might phones. have been. I, you, you're on the phone. I put my top five as this. Okay. Uh, McDonald's. Yeah. I don't, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, right? They're doing something weird to the fries. It's great. McDonald's, best fries. Number two, I had as uh, Arby's. Number three, I had as Culver's. Number mm. four, I had as Chick-fil-A. And number five, I had as Freddy's. Underrated French fry, too, has got to be at Raisin Cane's, right? Because they only make chicken tenders, fries, toast, and coleslaw. So they're really focused on their recipe. And if you're looking for, like, kind of that that mix in between the shoestring fries and the crinkle cut fries, I also live right down the street from a, uh, from a Raisin Cane. So I eat that way too much. They're crinkle, right? Uh, yeah, they're crinkle cut, yeah. A little bit thinner of a crinkle cut, but they're fantastic. Any other fries we missed? Uh, I don't know. Anybody on the text line? Kramer says that Wendy's fries are good. Wendy's fries are better than like Burger King's fries. Burger King's fries, I think, are kind of... My question is, do you dip your Wendy's fries in the Frosty? Oh, yes. You do do that. Oh, yeah. You're a sweet and salty kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I was off Sonic drive-in? If I'm going to Sonic, I'm getting tater tots. Are tater tots fries? No. Okay, good. They're not. Somebody said you're putting Sandlot and the Depression as close together as the iPhone in Windows 95. <laughs> That's my bad. I might have. I might have. I might have. not our strong point. I might have. I might have jumped the shark when I was comparing time periods. I just. <laughs> I just felt that like what I was trying to get at was like maybe they had learned their lesson to be a little bit tighter with things. Yeah. So they weren't out spending a lot of money, but yet you know again, 
Text line's family, man. You're part of the show, so I can't get angry at you. I'm glad that you're able to correct me, and we could do this in a professional way. Del Taco, if we're talking nationally. Good fries. Wendy's fries with a chili seasoning. Damn good. Never had that. I haven't had that either. I think that uh, so far on the text line, Chick-fil-A fries and Joe's KC are the top two so far. High Boys off 40 Highway. Their fries are great. I have had High Boys. High Boy is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, if I do, if I go to Royals games and I got a little time afterwards, I'll stop on by and get me a little High Boy. And you got to get a shake every time. Mm-hmm. No love for Culver's fries on the text line. No love for that. Culver's fries pretty good. Have you had Shake Shack? Mm-mm. I've shake never Shack. had Shake Shack. Shake Shack's Pretty good. I think that. Can over- you say it five times fast? Shake Shack, Shake Shack, Shake Shack, Shake Shack, Shake Shack. All right. I was waiting. No, that, that, to that took S-word. all of the all of the concentration. Well, I was waiting for the cuss word to no, come. No, but out. that's pretty good. They got they got solid crinkle cut fries there. How I about think crinkle the- cuts? Good. Hey, uh, Jefferson's North KC. Go nice check plug. it out, man. Um, I like this line from the eight one six. The stoner burrito is built with fries and cheese. Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, nacho fries from Taco Bell. Can't you get those like in like a, instead of like the Nacho Bell Grande with chips, you can get it with just fries? Mm, I think That's so. insane. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Oh, man. What about Sonic Drive-In? We already talked about those. Um, go Chicken Go, Taze Burger Shack fries. What are your thoughts on sweet potato fries? Love sweet potato fries. Not a big fan. Love sweet potato fries as long as they're crispy. Once they get to the sog pit... Can't do it. I think that uh, also we're talking, I had Popeye's for lunch yesterday. Ooh, if you fries. get there Cajun at the fries. right time, you know, yeah. like if you get that really fresh fries, those Cajun fries. Ooh. Uh, somebody keeps saying five guys, Culver's fries are the absolute worst, which is a shame because everything else there is pretty good. Mm. I'm almost to the point. I like their fries, but I'm almost to the point where like, if I go to Culver's, just give me a side of cheese curds. Mm-hmm. Give me some curds mm-hmm. and a boiga and I'm good. Stanford Joe. Truffle Parmesan fries from BRGR. I've never been to BRGR. I haven't either. I need to get there. Um, gosh, man. Now Ooh, I really want to uh, go. Can't believe we're forgetting this. Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake's got great fries. They're the same thing, right? As uh, as of as Freddy's, right? Yeah. You going to same steak? same family of French fries? Uh, Hopcat Crack Fries. Got to go there. Yes. My sister no, the, loves no, no, Hopcat. No. I, I had I had those. They call them the OG fries nowadays, yeah. but those are those are incredible. Um, somebody says Arby's. It depends on if they screw it up. I do have an air fryer and I do know they sell Arby's fries in the freezer department. I'm probably going to check that out. Um, got to admit, I've had them from go chicken. Go is the gizzards. Now I don't know about that. We're talking about fries, not, not random chicken parts. Um, yeah, I mean the cheese curds. At, at I'm telling you, man, trouble fries, fries, smoke and least summit. I gotta go there. It's right down the street so from me. They used to have. Why a, have I not been there? So um, Jack Stack fries are pretty good. Back too. from my time in Lawrence, you know, uh, Burger Stands got great fries. They got like truffle fries, Cajun yeah. fries, all that kind of stuff. And then also uh, Dempsey's in Lawrence, another burger place with Ooh, some great fries. I man. do like Dempsey's. Dempsey's is really good. Dempsey's good. They had one downtown Kansas City for a while, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was in Westport. It was right down the street, but now it's a uh, now it's a shot bar over mm-hmm. there. So. It was right across from, I believe, Insomnia Cookies. Uh, no, it's like right around the corner. It's kind of like across from Harpo's and to the left is where it was at. A&W Fries and Coids are great one time of, great one time of year. Truffle Fries at Smoke and least Summit. I've got to get to it. I've also got to get to a break. We come back. The stories that maybe you missed during hashtag the Rona pandemic. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Out of Bounds. Nick Price, Dusty Likens. You can follow us both on Twitter if you'd like to engage during these dark times with no sports. I enjoy it. Text line 69306, the Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line. Y'all are killing it. 
I admire the pride it must take to stick it out these dark times. I'll tell you right now, I can do this five days, six days, seven days a week if they let me. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you I could. I'm here for you. I was put on this earth to do the exact thing that I'm doing right now. I truly believe that. And I'd do it all day, all week if I had to. I could talk French fries, burgers, cheese curds, pizza pies, shepherd's pies, French silk pies, apple pies. We could do an entire week just on fast food. Correct. Somebody said from the 913, fries, number one, Casey Joe's, two, five guys, three, Freddy's, four, Austin's, five, Arby's, no McDonald's. Place in Gardner called Blazers has fantastic array of fries. Favorite is the sour cream and chive fries with nacho chaz. Ooh. I'd tear that up. How about Red Robin's fries? They're good. Get them crispy, though, and then get you a side of campfire sauce. Also, that seasoning they got on the table. Yeah, it's just Lowry's. Um, Still good. Ooh, best cheese curds are at Culver's, hands down. I've never had Freddy's cheese curds. I need to get to those. So I thought it was funny, kind of, that there were still some stories that maybe people missed. Some of them are funny. Some of them aren't. I just saw a video from Rex Chapman you know who does the blocker charge on Twitter? Mm-hmm. And it said, in case you run out of toilet paper during the uh, coronavirus pandemic, and it just showed a guy with his cheeks open uh, with a, uh, a fire, or what do you call those? Um, uh, not a fire extinguisher, but a uh, fire hydrant just blowing water out, and he was just sitting there in the position, like, yeah. It's a super bidet. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but this is in case you missed it, breaking Bill Gates. Is stepping down from Microsoft's board of directors, the end of an era for Mr. Bill Gates. Yeah, I will always remember Bill Gates from the release of Microsoft or Windows 95 when the four guys are out there. Yeah, one of the guys like looks like Balmer and and one of the guys looks like Kevin from The Office. Yeah, uh, that to me is funny just because it's just like four just just four white dudes dancing. How like four <laughs> middle aged tur- white dudes? Would it's dance. turned into some great internet content. Oh, too. it's great! It's like when you realize the Chiefs are the best team in football, and it's like plays that. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the stories I thought was kind of weird. A French mayor defends holding a massive Smurf rally despite the coronavirus spread. Quote, we must not stop living. I don't understand <laughs> is this. Is that living? I guess everybody just paints themselves as a Smurf. More than 3,500 Smurf cosplayers gathered over the weekend in an attempt to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest group of people dressed as Smurfs that get the coronavirus. That last part wasn't in there, but last year the award was given to a group of up to 2,762 who gathered for a carnival in Germany. Saturday's event occurred just a day before France officially banned gatherings of more than 1,000 people to prevent the spread of the virus, which has now infected more than 120,000 people worldwide and killed more than 4,300. But it seems that the Smurfs were not at all concerned about the virus, even though the neighboring country of Italy has imposed a nationwide lockdown. The results of the gathering have yet to be verified by the Guinness Book of World Records, but the Smurfs in France have already declared victory. Idiots. <laughs> I just, the I, Smurfs don't take any days off, I guess. I guess not. Um, the other one, I, I, I cherish this kid. This is Carrington Harrison's son. He just doesn't know it. But Jenny Topkins posted her son's money-making scheme on Facebook Wednesday where it amassed nearly 198,000 reactions and 98,000 comments. For those of you involved in the social media platform, that's a lot. lot. But he was giving out squirts of Purell for 50 cents. Young entrepreneur, I guess. And all in all, he made over $11 from his little gift after selling each squirt for 64 cents. That's a lot of squirts of uh, of Purell. Uh, what are the proceeds going to be used for? Tompkins said he purchased a bag of Doritos. 
That a boy. And plans to buy a key fob, or I'm sorry, a key bag with the rest of his cash. Do you, young hustler. Do you. Uh, another story that went under the radar, probably because everything else was just infected with the coronavirus. Uh, for several months now, a cow has been on the loose and has been seen wandering the area of Sheridan and I-75. Pembroke Police Department has said this. They said the cow, described as faster than it looks, is wanted by U.S. police after avoiding the capture for over a month. The elusive female has been on the loose in South Florida since late January, and local authorities have now issued a wanted poster for the cow, who apparently is faster than it looks. I think at this point, like, that cow just deserves to be free, right? I mean, just let her do her own thing, yeah, right? her freedom at this point. Um, what sports are still happening this weekend because of the coronavirus? Well, Nick Price, you're a gambling degenerate. Yes. Um... Mexico's Liga MX, the UK's National League, the fifth tier to the English Premier League Soccer, and Turkish Super League are moving forward with scheduled matches. Liga MX teams won't partake in pre-match handshakes, though. While the Super League will operate as usual, only three National League games will be postponed over the coronavirus basketball. British Basketball League's slate of weekend games will go on. Fans can still attend the games. The BBL and the WBBL Trophy Finals will also take place on Sunday, March 15th. I'm probably going to watch. Emirates in Glasgow. UFC Fight Night 170 is still on and headlined by a light heavyweight clash between Kevin Lee and Charles Oliveria in Brazil on Saturday. And you can still watch rugby because rugby is just never going to stop playing. Also, this story, which was very interesting. Pornhub, the famous uh, pornography website, is making its premium content free all month to people in Italy who are <laughs> stuck because of the coronavirus. And those are the news stories that maybe you missed out on. Coming up after this, Breaking Bad, who's worse, Walter White or Skyler White? Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.